Hello and welcome to the Mindful Mom Revolution podcast. I am your host, Dina Farish from the Mindful Mom Revolution, and I am so excited this week to be joined by my dear friend, my dear internet friend, Sarah Jumpo. She is a beautiful mom of five, the author of The Mindful Mother's Way, and a mindful mothering specialist. So Sarah, thank you so much for being here and joining me today. I'm I'm so happy to be here and connect with you in your new podcast space. Yay! I'm so excited. <laughs> so I was uh, I was reading your book, The Mindful Mother's Way, and I loved this this thing that that you have these four pillars of motherhood. Can you explain that? Explain what it is um, and why we need to follow it. Sure. So when I was writing the book was after I had suffered from a major vertigo attack and I, I had totally forgotten about my own needs and put myself on the back burner thinking that was what made someone a good mom was to like forget about yourself and only care for your children. But then I realized that that doesn't work at all. And it took a health scare to take me out of that space and into the place where I said, I need to reevaluate how this looks. Yes, I love my children, but my entire life can't be dedicated to caring for them and letting myself fall by the wayside. So while writing the book, I thought, okay, what are the things that are important to me that I value, that I like to do to feel like myself again? And so the, the first pillar of the four, there are four pillars to mindful motherhood. And the first is sacred being, which is how you are with yourself and how you deal with your, your emotions, your, just your being, the whole, the whole picture. The second pillar is open-hearted relationships, and that is dealing with your children. I don't talk about the partners in this book because it really is about motherhood, not the whole family um, structure. So talking about how to how to respect all parties involved. So your children and yourself in the open hearted relationship. The magical movements are I'm a trained yoga instructor, so I incorporated that into this book to help you deal with um any of the strong emotions that come up or celebrating joy and by moving our bodies in different ways and harnessing different kinds of energy and drawing on strength from, from the collective that's here for us all the time when you need it. And of course, a a truly vital part of taking care of your being is nourishing yourself well. So the fourth pillar is food for the soul. So really foods that are nutrient dense and, natural. (laughs) Mm. And I love how you put some recipes in your book too. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) And they're easy and they're kid approved, which is, you know, that's always a tough one as a mom, right? It's like you prepare this meal and then your children are like, oh, this is disgusting. They're like, great. I just spent an hour and a half preparing this and no one's eating it. So these are kid approved. And with time, you know, if you try them with your children, they'll also hopefully learn to enjoy. Yeah, they'll get there. Um, so of the four pillars, where do we start? When when you're trying to d- embrace this practice or this way of mothering? Yes. Always always with, 
yourself, right? And that's the part that I think we forget as moms because we think, oh, if, if our children just change their behavior, then we'll be okay. But really, it, it's if we're able to not change our behavior, to be in our full self, in our essence, then we allow our children to do the same. So that's why I put sacred being, pillar one, begin with, with yourself. Yeah. And what does that look like? What does that look like? What does that mean? How does somebody, how does somebody who isn't familiar or comfortable with being with themselves, how to, how do they tune into what's actually happening inside of their bodies and inside of their minds? Yes. Well, you said it perfectly. And I know you recently completed a five day challenge in your group with reconnecting with yourself essentially and taking that time and I think it's important for moms to know you really only need a few minutes and even to start meditation can sound scary to someone who's never done it before. So I always tell women that I work with, just begin with your breath, just focus on taking deep breaths for two minutes, three minutes, and then throughout the day, just reminding yourself to connect with your breath and come back to the breath. And from there, you, you're able to develop the practice of, of witnessing yourself from a different layer of yourself. So you're so good at guiding moms through that practice, right? I told you that I had let my personal practice fall by the wayside. We were traveling in June and then coming back and then it was summer and the baby is young and there were a million excuses, right? And I said, oh, I've got to get back to it because this is my work. This is what I share with people, but it's not authentic unless I'm practicing. So I was so grateful for your challenge to remind me to carve out that space for myself daily. So yes, meditation, starting with just focusing on, on your breath. Yeah. I, well, you know, I love that. It was, it was so funny. As I was reading your book, everything you were writing, I was like, yes, this is exactly what I think. And even when you share your story, there's so much similarity um, in our stories. And I think that's for so many of us moms, right? And that's why we share in general. But when I was reading it, I could really connect with your personal stories because because I've been there. Um, so you and right. I, you and I both know from our own experiences about incorporating daily practices into our lives. But since it's a big part of what you teach, um, I want to just expand upon that. And you had mentioned that you just reignited your daily practice. Why is a daily practice so important for moms? And then what's an example of what that actually looks like? Yes, I think it's so important for moms because our children are our greatest and largest mirror, right? They're our greatest teacher and our largest mirror. And they will show us all of the places within us that are beautiful and joyful and thriving and filled with love. And they'll also show us the places where we need to send more love and focus more attention on, on remembering that everything is, is good, right? Everything is part of, our journey as human beings in, in becoming who we are and being who we are. So that's why I feel like it's vital for moms to take that time to, to be with yourself so that you can 
have extra space available. It's like filling your cup, but allowing it to overflow a little bit. So there's extra to share and room for your children's big emotions and for sharing their joy with them and for, you know, holding their hand through the hard times. And for me, that looks like waking up first. Because the truth is, once the day gets going and it's activities and it's homeschool things and it's taking time out for me to work and it's, you know, everything all at once, I can only guarantee that I get that sacred time for myself first thing in the morning while everyone is still asleep. So I wake up about two hours before everybody else does. Oh, wow. That's that's early. (laughs) it's early it's early but I should say that my oldest wakes up at 7 30 so okay. I'm not waking up at like four in the morning I'm waking up at like 5 37 is my time and I first I pee obviously and then I meditate and after that I move my body and then I write so that's my morning routine sometimes my baby she's almost eight months she'll wake up and you know, it'll throw off the routine. But as long as I meditate first, I know I get that part in because without that part, I can't do any of the other things with, with my whole heart. It just doesn't work. Like I'm too scattered and I'm too in my head about everything else that needs to happen. So for the mom that maybe hasn't embraced meditation just yet, or is interested in trying, why is meditation so necessary? Why, if, if the routine gets shifted at all, why is meditation still the one thing that you incorporate every day? Well, for me, <laughs> for me, it's vital for my mental health. It helps me stay centered. It helps me stay grounded. It helps me remember what's important because our minds, if, if we allow them, they'll, they'll race down a thousand pathways in four seconds and it's like whoa I didn't even do anything but I'm exhausted because my mind is just going 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 so it's training the mind to to have some peace and presence and calm and to really allow allow ourselves to be right in in when we were in Ghana this summer just for example life moves at a slower pace there and people are so full of joy and it's like, Oh, because they're not rushing from one thing to the next. They're taking time to be present with, you know, their meal that's in front of them or in the conversation they're having with their neighbor or in whatever they're doing. So for me, meditation helps me to find that space in my mind Mm -hmm. where there's peace. Was it was it so obvious for you when you were uh, in Ghana about the 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 change of pace in life? Oh, a hundred and ten percent. Like my husband said, "Well, how did you feel being in Ghana?" And because this was our first trip as a family, twelve years in the making, and we finally made it there all wow. together. And he said, "How did it feel?" And I said, "It felt expansive. Like it just feels like there's so much." space to be and that's what meditation also helps me with with remembering that it's not this you know I have to wake up and get everybody fed and dressed and teeth brushed and out the door and two activities and you know all of the things that 
we do in a day as mothers, but it reminds me that there's something so much larger than all of these tasks that, of course, we need to do them, but there's a way to do them in a way that you still feel connected to the greater energy of everything. I don't, I don't know how to better explain that, but that it's not you're just alone and doing it all and by yourself because it can feel that way. It can feel very isolating to, to mother in, in our modern society. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I know you and I are both fans of uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza's book, Becoming Supernatural. And he talks in there about the moment you open your eyes and you get to that place where you're already planning your day, then you have snapped yourself out of the present moment and you are already, you're already shifted from it. You know, and as a mom, that's so tough because so much of what we actually do to uphold our households is to plan, right? But the moment you open your eyes and you start thinking like, okay, so in two and a half hours, I have to get the kids dressed and maybe I'll make them eggs for breakfast or whatever it is. You have thrown yourself out of the present moment completely. Um, and that for me is why meditation is so essential because if even for just one breath, if I can just be here, be present, you know, that changes my whole life, my whole yes. day at least. My whole yes, life. I, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Well, I loved getting a chance to learn more about your four pillars of motherhood and hear about the importance of the daily practice. If you could give us one more tip from the four pillars, what would it be? I love oh, how you na- I love how you named them, by the way. I wrote them down because I thought they were so beautiful. The sacred being, um, which is how you are with yourself, the open-hearted relationships, magical movements, and then the nourishing yourself. Well, it just, it sounds really beautiful. They all sound like, when I think about four pillars, these all sound like pillars that I want to uphold myself by and with. Yes. Well, thank you. Yeah. I'm honored that you feel that way because I feel the same way about your work. Like, wow, yes, this is vital. And, and we need this as moms. We need to remember that we're not alone in our journey and we need the tools to, to allow ourselves to express the fullest version of ourselves. And I feel like you're, you're doing that. So I guess my tip would be the number one thing there is, um, a guided meditation at the end of the book that just helps you honor where where you are and who you are just as as a woman or as a person not in the role as mom and that's that would be my my tip is to just honor yourself whatever that looks like and however that looks for you and that will trickle into the way that you mother, right? Because experts will tell you 10,000 different things in 10,000 different books. And really it all comes back to, to yourself. So with you, when you honor yourself first and who you are, then you're able to express that more in the way you mother. Beautifully said, beautifully said, Sarah, let everybody know where they can uh, reach out to you and get your book. Yes, my book is on Amazon for now. I'm not very technologically inclined, but I'm getting it ready to be for sale also on my website. And my website is sarahjumpo.com. And my name, last name is spelled G as in girl, Y, A, M as in Mary, P as in Paul, O, H as in happy, and Sarah with an H. <laughs> 
Awesome. Awesome, Sarah. It's been great to talk to you. And thank you so much for joining joining in and sharing your tips. And thank you for listening to our podcast here today. Make sure that you subscribe and join our community online. It's a free online community on Facebook, The Mindful Mom Revolution. We'll see you next week for the next episode. Have a great one.